Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast. This is my first podcast. I probably shouldn't say welcome back to my podcast, but it feels good saying that. My name is Lotus. Um, I use the name Lotus at Shilo. Um, there's a podcast I'm going to do about it to tell you why I picked the name Lotus and Shilo. I'm a patient undergoing cancer treatment. I just finished chemotherapy and I realized that when I started the whole treatment thing, I didn't have information from other people that were recently diagnosed. So I started this podcast as a resource bank and place and somewhere people can go to to get information and listen to people, real people talk about their experience. Today on the show, we have somebody, a wonderful personality. He goes by the name Alasto. Um, an FTM and also a person with a disability. Today we look at people undergoing cancer via the prison of disability and through the transgender lens. Hi Alasto. Hello. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you for doing this podcast with us. <laughs> We've been trying to do it like forever. We had like a 30 minutes record yesterday and it disappeared. Hopefully this one stays. Um, so tell us about you. Okay. I am a 29 year old who had breast cancer who doesn't work because of my disability and lives in the UK. All right. So, um, what do you do? You said you you have um, a disability, so I don't think you work. Or do you work? Do you have a? Do you have something you do outside? You know, what I mean, to keep you busy. What do you do? Most of what I do is just play video games. Um, but I also uh, make 3D animations. Oh, 3D animations. That's nice. Um, so, do you stream your video games? Your, your, do you stream? I do not, but I am thinking of it since I have a microphone now. Okay. Um, you say you do 3D animations, and um, do you sell your 3D animations? Mostly I just make them for myself. Um, at the moment I have a Bentley that needs to be finished. Um, and when that's done, I will probably release that. Okay, when you say Bentley, what do you mean? Um, an old car. I'm modeling it. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, so it seems we're still gonna have another kind of conversation with you about your game streaming and 
your 3D animation and the Bentley because I would want to hear what you did with all three of them um, when you are done. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. When did you know you had cancer? Um, last year, I woke up and couldn't get comfortable in my own body because something felt wrong and I couldn't get the word cancer out of my head um, so I started self-checking and that's how I found the lump I um, I never had a I never I didn't have the opportunity of having a lump for everybody listening to this podcast I had a mask I had a full-blown mask so it's good when whatever you see whenever you see something wrong with your breast examine yourself and get down to the hospital Alastair tell us how uh, it went from the moment you self-examined yourself to the moment you um, got past because you said you once had cancer so I'm guessing that you are done with the whole cancer stage so you are in um, you are in healing stage now so let's talk take us through your journey um, from the moment you found out to your treatment down to your radiation and your surgery i think let's start from your let's start from when you found out <laughs> so what okay. happened next so after i found the lump i started freaking out because you tend to when you find something like that um and i went to the doctor okay. um and they couldn't put me on the fast track to get it seen by a professional at the hospital because of my age um so it took about two months for me to actually get a mammogram and a biopsy and an ultrasound um once those things happened there was another bit of a wait before I saw my oncologist who told me that I had stage 3 triple negative breast cancer and set it up so that I would have um, what's it called again? Chemotherapy every day the, from the next day. Okay, so um, let's for people um, who don't live in the UK, can you explain to us what the fast track means? So, if you are of a certain age in the UK and you find a lump or you have any signs of a breast cancer, they'll put you on a list to be seen within a fortnight um, but since I wasn't in that age range and anybody else who was 
my age and had the same sort of symptoms as I did, um, you get put on just a normal list. Um, so it takes longer to actually be seen. So you said you have stage three, triple negative. You had stage three, triple negative. Yep. Cancer. I yep. mean, can you explain to us what stage three, triple negative means, or what they explain to you? You know. So, um, triple negative just means that it doesn't have any of the hormones that a breast cancer can have. So, targeted hormone therapy doesn't work. Um, that basically just changes the way that they give you your chemotherapy. Um, it's a very fast growing cancer. Um, but I could feel it actually growing physically as well. Um, so I had a Taxomax fin regimen. Um, I had it every day for about five months. You had, you had, you had chemo every day for five months. Yes. Alasto, how did you handle it? With sheer determination. Um, it was that or die. So, I did what I had to do. So, um, you did the chemo for five months, and while you were doing the chemo, how did you handle the nausea? Um, mostly I use lemon sweets. Okay, any particular brand? The really cheap ones from Tesco. <laughs> okay. the, the local supermarket over here. because I kind of went through them so fast. Okay. It wasn't worth getting the more expensive ones. Okay. While I was in chemo as well, because I remembered, um, I actually had two blood clots okay. in my lungs because of the cancer. So I was hospitalised for a little bit as well. Um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to move a little bit backwards. So okay. You know, so let's ask a question. Can you talk to us about your disability before I get back to the cancer? What's yep. it called? The main disability I have is called Chiari malformation. Okay. And it's so rare that there's a list of people that have it. And I'm on that list. Um, it's the hole in your skull where your spine goes in to 
to attach to your brain, basically. Um, it's supposed to be airtight and not move. But mine does move, and that means that my brain slips out the back and onto my spinal cord. Um, and um, that can get worse or it can stay where it is right now. But that's why I'm in the wheelchair and why I can't walk very far. So you were dealing with this that I think you were born with. Were you born with this or did you, did you graduate to it? Did it come gradually? It, it came gradually. But there's no cure. So you, you you handled this, you've always handled this disability and um, you were you were knocked up with the story of cancer where you had to understand, you had to say to yourself, I want to stay alive, I don't want to go through this <laughs> and you went through it, you went through chemo every day for five months yep what kind of chemo did you get what's the name um i'm pretty sure it was just taxomaxin um they gave me three bags but in between those bags was was fluids so whenever i got home i needed the toilet so bad <laughs> I really do. I, I I was getting one liter of um I was getting one liter of um fluid every time I had chemo. Yep. And every other day after chemo. So you mentioned you while you were doing the chemotherapy, you had um what's it called blood clots in your lung. How was that experience? Well that I had a cough and it wouldn't go away and I thought that it was just um, maybe a side effect of the chemotherapy um, but I went to the doctor anyway because it's important to get to tell them if you have side effects and obviously this was when um, the coronavirus was really bad um, so they sent me to a coronavirus ward and they hospitalised me and gave me a CT scan and then the day after I started having blood thinner injections into my stomach every day as well. Um, Are you still in blood thinners? <laughs> <laughs> so, after after all of it, because I'm not on them anymore, but my stomach is actually still bruised from it. After that, because of how much the chemotherapy was killing my cells, I had to have two litres of blood put back in. Wow. 
and I, I had my my surgery while I was on the blood thinners as well. Okay. So you had chemo and then you had surgery. And then I had radiotherapy. And you had radiotherapy. So let's talk about your surgery. Yep. Um so when they found your when they found the tumor, when they found the tumor, um was it on both breasts or just one breast? So the actual active tumor was only in my left breast. Um I have a um I have one in my right breast that isn't doing anything. Um but this year they're gonna remove that one as well for me. Um when you took up the when you had the mastectomy, mm. did you have um, a reconstruction? No. Okay. Because of my tra- being transgender, okay. I'm actually more comfortable with it ha- not being there at all than it being there. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's talk about your hair. Yep. The f- First time you lost your hair during the chemotherapy, how did you feel? Did you cut your hair before the chemo or you had your hair all through the chemo and it was just falling off? So what I did was I shaved my head. Okay. Um, and then when it started falling out, I sat and just pulled it out all of it as it before it could fall out on its own. Let's talk about your radiation. Yeah. How long? How long? Um. What was the? What was the? Um. Timing within when you had your chemo and the surgery. What what time limit was given to you? What within what time frame did you did you do the surgery before the radiation? Came? Um. For both, it was around about a month wait in between so it was chemo then a month and then surgery and then a month and then radiation basically um so were you told um so the radiation was there any kind of food you had to eat a particular weight you had to be before the radiation was the conversation. So for my radiation, I didn't actually have to do anything um, food-wise, or I didn't have to hold my breath when it was happening, um, even though it was on my left side. So I'm I'm very aware that that radiation could have damaged something, and that could come back later on. But I know that it was required, so I did it. This is an uh, um, this is an inspiring story, Alaska. 
everything I keep hearing from you is it was necessary I had to do it it was shared this determination you had to do it you wanted to stay alive you had to do it you didn't want cancer to bring you down you wanted to get up you know every time it knocked you on your feet you needed to get up I mean you didn't let your disability hold you back you didn't let anything hold you back and I'm, I have to say I'm very proud of you I mean and I am moved by your story I mean I'm very moved by your story you know um, I remember when I was told I had cancer I told I was told that the mass I had was cancerous and I had triple positive and I almost ran mad I was lost and not until this year I have been in a time capsule for the first time in my life I think it was two weeks ago that I asked my daughter what does it mean to be triple positive what does it mean to have stage three you know I never asked those questions at the time I was diagnosed you know I was just my brain my literally my mind shut down I would say the life as I knew it shut down it changed and you know it changed me completely so um let's talk about your um, support system right yep how did you how did you manage this so i have my carer who is also my partner um and they're always around um and they've been really good through all of this um, but everybody in the UK also gets a cancer care nurse. A cancer work? A cancer care nurse. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, they're from Macmillan. Um, and they're just with you the whole time. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. You know, you told me yesterday that um, that in the UK, um, everybody has pre-medical care, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So you're entitled to pre-medical care. So your treatment didn't really cost you so much on the medical side. It was just basically things you used to maintain yourself. And um, I correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that it's easier to go through cancer when you have your partner around, your family around. Um, did it make it easier for you having them around? Yeah, it did. It did. Especially since um, my my own mother went through breast cancer at about my age as well. So it really felt like there was somebody who knew how I was feeling and I could talk to openly about it. Um, you also mentioned that your mom was um, was taking you every day for the treatment. Yep. Mothers are wonderful. Mothers <laughs> what what uh, are wonderful. They are exceptional beings. They are wonderful. So, in the course of um, going through cancer, you 
you would you would um, probably have cracked one or two codes on what would work for you either the products that work for you or you know how to what to eat what to use on your face you know those kind of things can mm. you tell our listeners you know anybody listening on the kind of products you you use i mean i know yesterday you mentioned simple so can you put us through all those hacks so um for washing and hand wash and all that kind of stuff i just used um the brand simple um because it's it's got no chemicals in it it's completely natural um and it it didn't irritate my skin while i was going through chemo um food wise i actually ate a lot of um curry because it was about the only thing i could actually taste something of and i used plastic cutlery because the taste of metal cutlery was really awful Were there any other any other hacks like you craft something you found out that oh if I do this I recently just found out that um, ginger works for me I feel less nauseous when I take ginger and um, I feel really really less nauseous I mean my, the sticky mouth that I usually have on the bitter mouth when I take ginger candy it, it doesn't um, it helps me out. So do you have those kind of things to do? Um, really it was just sour or um, hot spices were the only things that really kind of helped. Um, otherwise everything just kind of tasted sticky and metallic. <laughs> um, okay, so I think this is one of the last questions. Um, while you were going through this, right? When mm. you're going through all this, how did you? Were you angry? Were you depressed? I. It almost felt like a punishment to me um, that my body was kind of punishing me for not wanting my breasts in the first place. Um, I got upset at the beginning because I thought that cancer just meant that I was going to die. Um, and that's not true. But I only figured that out when I got it. Um, a lot of it was just being upset that the life that I did have before it was gone almost immediately without me having a say 
understand what you mean. I I would always say I was in a limbo when I found out. So um, people were gonna listen to this podcast. I mean, yep. it's gonna go up, go up by you know weekend. So I want you to speak to the listeners, mm. people who are recently diagnosed. What do you want to tell them? So the the best advice that I can give anyone is to allow yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling. You're allowed to be angry and or upset or like nothing at all but have a support system and be sure to talk to them about everything that's going on because it really helps telling my nurse that um, cancer is a lonely journey and she was like how I told her it's lonely because everything happening to you is happening to your mind people might be in front of you but it's happening to your mind you know it's all happening in your head you're the one you're the one living through the experience right mm. so it's it's um it's good for someone who was recently diagnosed to talk and if you don't want to talk you could journal right and do things to make you happy yeah correct me yeah so alasta um i want to say thank you for the for the past 30 minutes you took your time to to talk to us it's not yeah. a problem <laughs> thank you i i appreciate i appreciate what you did i appreciate what you've done i appreciate your journey i appreciate your transparency and um everyone <laughs> cancer is not easy it's one of the toughest thing you are going to hear or being told but at the same time it could be life threatening but i'm here to tell you you can come out of it like a last one she's been cleared you know from the woods she's okay right now and if he can do it you can do it you know yep. so i just want to say thank you thank you to your partner um for letting you do this thank you to everybody <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate thank you alasto so i think we're going to go up now let me turn it off thank you <laughs> <laughs>